Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yes, but I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, sir. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me no need, no desire to talk about the impeachment trial, no desire to talk about anything else that went on throughout last week because um, as unless you're living under a rock, as you all know, uh, yesterday morning, uh, Kobe Bryant uh, was tragically um, killed in a helicopter accident along with his daughter and seven other people. Um, on their way to a basketball game for his daughter um, or a training camp or, or something um, along those lines. Um, so again, social media is filled with tweets, rest in peace Kobe trended, Kobe and Gianna trended, uh, Kobe and Gigi, um, you know, Kobe, you know, all those things trending throughout the day um different stories came up false news and you know different things for a little while it was uh being reported that rick fox um a former teammate um on the lakers with kobe was on the helicopter with them which turned out to not be true later um so yeah just uh a lot of emotions being poured out and as you're watching you know ESPN did a lot of stuff and I can understand the emotions from competitors and from teammates and from people who knew him um, you know but for <laughs> I saw a whole lot of people who, who never met Kobe talking about how they're devastated now I mean I'm not here to validate or debate or disavow anybody's feelings if somebody saw this and they were truly devastated um by kobe's death never having met him i mean there are other issues there uh, yeah i considered talking about the idolatry of professional athletes um being devastated by the death of a professional athlete when you never met that person i think could be an indication of of having uh, elevated them to um, a status that is unwarranted um, but that's neither here nor there people felt what they felt I've never felt devastated by a celebrity death um, unless you know and, and I'm trying to think if there's any celebrities that I had met over my my time and I haven't so I mean I, I can't ever I can't I haven't I've never been devastated by the death of a celebrity but I am affected and I think ever a lot of people were affected by it um just the thought of 
the last moments in that helicopter between him and his daughter as a dad with a, a daughter, um, that, that stirs up some emotions. Um, you know, situations, my own family situations and stuff like that, um, that are happening causes this to, to stir up some emotions. So I just, I don't, I don't understand, um, not knowing somebody and being devastated. So there's just a little bit of honest uh, commentary there. Uh, ironically, um, I've spent about 20 years talking about how much I hated Kobe Bryant. And I've literally said that probably tens of thousands of times. I've said those words, I hate Kobe Bryant. Now, again, I didn't know Kobe Bryant. I didn't literally hate the man. Um, I literally said it, but it was a figurative thing as a, as a jazz fan. And, and I'll get to why this has come up so many times. But I'm a jazz fan. I've been a Utah jazz fan for years. And Kobe Bryant was what we uh, affectionately term here in Utah as jazz killer. Um, he, he was a very formidable uh competitor um generally for a lot of years um you know the late 90s not so much um through um the early 2000s and so on you know kobe kobe and the lakers beat us quite a few times so uh i mean there's there's just no um, debate on the greatness of, of him as, a, as an athlete. Uh, some of the stuff that, that, that I saw today on Twitter, and, there, and, and this is why I want to talk about this, and I, I meant to put a, a picture up of, of Kobe here. Um, some of the things that, that came up on Twitter today um, and other social media just... <sighs> America's broke, y'all. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are some... Here's the deal. If if in laying out condolences, your feelings about Kobe Bryant, if Donald Trump or other political things came up in your commentary, excuse me, you're part of the problem. I'm going to just say it straight out. I mean... It's the, it's, it's no quarter 2020, you know, we're, we're not going to go with a no quarter November anymore. It's just, it's, I'm, I, we're not pulling any punches in 2020. If, if literally, if your, uh, commentary on Kobe Bryant's death mentioned Trump, you are one of those people who have Trump derangement syndrome. You're part of the problem in our political atmosphere and so on. If, if you had to bring Trump up in, in your social media while mentioning Kobe, there's something wrong with you. If you are commenting on Twitter, brought up Kobe's uh, sexual assault charge from, is it, it's gotta be 17, 15, a lot of years ago. And it was it was adjudicated. It was handled in the courts. He was the charges were dropped in criminal court. There was a settlement in civil court. 
it's done. It was over. It's, I mean, not minimizing sexual assault or anything like that. I'm not defending it, but it was many, many years ago and it was handled. He was not charged with a crime. He was, those charges were dropped. So we, again, we, we look at this from, from nobody knows, nobody knows what happened in that hotel room. No one knows except for now the, the young lady that was there. That's it. But that was settled. And to bring it up today of all days, you know, people just, and it it is, Twitter is an ugly place. Twitter is a very, very ugly place because as I'm watching, I'm watching people talk about the Illuminati killed him, that he was somehow in, in, in league with the Illuminati and that's how he got all of his championships and blah, blah, blah. And they came to collect. The Illuminati came and, and took him out. I mean, okay, right? I mean, just these these amazingly far-fetched, fabricated stories and, and especially... I mean, I can't, I can't even comprehend it if it were just Kobe, right? And and not being a, a huge fan, I mean, I didn't go out of my way to do anything where I you know watched anything, any games, any any anything, you know. I I'm a fan of the game, but I was never a fan of the man, and 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 again, simply because he was on the wrong team. You know, had he been somewhere on the East Coast on a team we didn't play a lot that was not a, a, a factor, I probably wouldn't have even considered him, except for the fact that of the greatness of the man, of the athlete. Again, I'm not, I, I don't know the greatness of the man. I know that he did some, some good stuff for the community and stuff like that. I don't know where his heart was. I, and again, ultimately, it comes down to and we'll get there in a few minutes of whether or not he was saved. But, it, you know, whatever, to, you know, to, to bring those things up today, I mean, it would be one thing, and again, I can't comprehend it if it was just Kobe, but, I mean, here, here the dad in me is going to come out now. Um, he went down with his little girl, man. And left behind a wife and, and other daughters. You know, and so how heartless on the day that, that this and his, this man and his daughter went to the went to the grave together that you would bring up some garbage from years ago or decide to to take your 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 you know, swipes at, at Trump in the midst of this. Leave them all out of it. I mean, it. yeah, Donald Trump tweeted and, and sent condolences and so on. People were just like losing their minds. You know, O.J. Simpson decided to, to send his condolences and people got all ugly on that too. And I mean, that's to be expected. But I mean, to make comments like O.J. killed him and... The world of social media is messed up, y'all. And that's all I can say about that is I watched and read and, and looked at the things that came out in, in real time as people are, are supposedly 
paying their respects and so on. But, I mean, again, bringing up Donald Trump, and I said it before and I'll say it again, if you had to mention Donald Trump in any kind of tweet with Kobe Bryant or you had to go attack Trump when he and on a treat, what, tweet where all he was doing was sending his condolences, you are part of the problem. Stop. Grow up. Find Go to Sam's Club and buy some maturity in bulk because you need it. This is ridiculous that you couldn't just R.I.P. Kobe, whatever it is you were going to, but you, when you've got to start, you know, bringing, I mean, that's, that's again, serious Trump, Trump derangement syndrome. If you are bringing Trump up in your tweets for Kobe, I mean, and, and again, that's just how I see it, you know, and then. I mean, amazingly enough that this, I mean, I don't know how involved Kobe was. I didn't follow him on Twitter. I didn't, you know, didn't see any of the things that he was, in, uh, you know, his opinions politically or anything like that. I don't know how involved he was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get bringing up politics and, and so, but that's where I was going with that. I don't know where he stood, but amazingly enough, even this was politicized. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is, I, I tend to, you know, and I know that the NBA and ESPN and all those things have gotten woke and, and, you know, very Im- politically minded in China and blah 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 but I I tend to keep my sports and my politics separate you know most people say they try to keep their politics and their religions and well my religion my my faith my theological worldview affects everything so I can't separate that from anything but I can keep my politics and my sports separate so um, but yeah to to go after him especially when you know the loss of a daughter and the fact that he leaves so much of his family behind i mean it simply is a tragedy um that really um you know as i watched and and again it, somebody else even and the comment that i made i, I my only comment on twitter was um when celebrities die, I, I never really know what to say. Um, prayers for his family. I hope he was saved. Hashtag Kobe Bryant. That was all I said. Um, and then I, I got, um, not specifically on that tweet, but around the way, I got some feedback, of, of course, of if, that, if you're, you're part of the problem, <laughs> exactly what I said kind of thing. That if if your initial reaction is, um, I hope he was saved. Well, I hope he was saved. I don't know, and and I do hope he was saved. And I have to. I mean, the theology of death is an important thing, especially. I mean, I'm personally going through some stuff right now with with my family where the theology of death is so screwed up on that side. Um, that it's hard for me to even interact 
um, in social media because some of the things that get said and so on and you know already today I saw the pictures of of these two at the pearly gates with their halos and people talking about getting their wings and and stuff like that and unfortunately none of that is true I mean I don't I hope they were saved I hope they went to heaven I don't know I can't say I can't just say and that's why I don't don't put things like RIP unless it's somebody that I know is actually saved somebody I know and I can see or I'm confident in I can never know but I can have confidence in in, in people's uh, salvation based on fruit and so on I don't know I have no idea where Kobe or his daughter stood with the Lord so I can't say rest in peace because I just don't know I can't say that they are absolutely in heaven because I just don't know I can't say that they're in you know the heavenly pickup game or any any of those things because it's just as as possible it falls just in as much in the realm of possibility that when when that helicopter went down the people upon it went to hell and that's hard and that people are probably going to push back as much as well you know people talked about Trump you just said they went to hell I didn't say they went to hell I said it's a possibility because everyone's going to die every single one of us 10 out of 10 life is a terminal disease 100% of us are going to pass away and walk out of this place at some point in time go I mean I, I still I still love Mark Cahill the beginning of of his uh sermons that he does on evangelism where he does the whole snap you know every second two people die two people walk off of this planet into eternity heaven or hell as we speak right 150,000 people in a day are going to pass away and the question is, do you care? And, and again, I'm stealing this entirely from Mark Cahill. And here's the thing: is if do you, the other the the bigger question is, do you care enough to do something about it? Because if you don't care enough to do something about it, then the reality is you don't care. everybody is going to pass away at some point in time and the biggest question that you can ask is did they hear and respond to the gospel because at that point nothing else matters it doesn't matter how many good things they did how many charities they gave to how many um, schools they built how many basketball teams they coached how many kids they adopted, how many foster care, how many foster kids they, they, they looked after. None of that matters if the gospel was not heard and responded to rightly. And here's the deal. And here, here's the, I don't know, I don't know if I would consider it ironic or, or just purely coincidental, but for years, for at least 20, 23 years that I can think of, I have been using Kobe Bryant as an example 
when I preach the gospel. Almost every time. It's why I can say that in in the last 20-some years, I have said I hate Kobe Bryant tens of thousands of times. And don't think that that doesn't, doesn't even in, in some sense affect me. Because whether or not I literally hated him, I literally said it in a figurative sense. So here, here's, here's the way I did it. Excuse me. So here, here, here's the way that I would present this. Sharing the gospel with somebody and I would say, look, I'm a, I'm a huge jazz fan. Have been for years. I mean, I go back to the, the Adrian Dantley, Mark Eaton days. And uh, so I've been a jazz fan for, since I could pick up a basketball. Um, kindergarten, Mark Eaton came to my, my, my elementary school. And I think I, standing next to him, I think I came up just above his knee. <laughs> um, so I've been a jazz fan. So there, if there's one basketball player that I hate among all other basketball players... It's Kobe Bryant. Because, boy, I, 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 I should probably know some kind of a statistic like this, but I don't know how many times Kobe decimated the Jazz, sometimes almost single-handedly. I mean, the ability of that man to play basketball and come into the, the Salt Palace. I don't know if he ever played in the Salt Palace. I don't know if we were in the Salt Palace during Kobe's career, but the Delta Center, um, Vivint Home Arena now is what it's called, and uh, all the different things, Energy Solutions Arena, has been had a, hun- a ton of different names over the years. And Kobe used to come in there, He and he would come into our house, and there were times that we took care of business, but there were times that Kobe came into our house and made us look bad. Kobe was what we affectionately call in Utah a jazz killer. And so say this, say this, say Kobe. Um, and again, it's so ironic that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this after his death. But um, this is a way that I've always used this in, in, uh, in, as an illustration in preaching the gospel. So say Kobe moves in to Utah, moves in next door to me, builds a $5 million mansion. Right, and so one night after a particularly bad uh, loss by Utah to the Jazz or to the Lakers, even though Kobe's not there anymore, I go next door and I burn down Kobe's house, you know, and not realizing just how good a surveillance five million dollars will will buy. I'm busted. I'm I'm stone cold. There's no no arguing, no defense lawyers, no need. I am. St- busted there's videotape of me pouring the gas lighting the match looking up you know waving at the camera while i i roast my marshmallows over the open fire i'm busted so now here i am i'm standing in a courtroom and i'm standing in front of a judge and the judge says to me look norm you know you five million dollar house you destroyed it so i have two options either you can pay the fine you can restore the five million dollars or I have to send you to prison because that's what justice demands. Well, I didn't win the lottery uh, again tonight. Uh, apparently, you have to buy a ticket in order to do that. Um, causes your odds to go up slightly. Um, so I don't have five million. I don't have five million dollars to to pay. So 
here I am standing in my own ability. I've, I've got to, the judge has to send me to jail. But now say Kobe walks into the courtroom. And he says, Your Honor, here's the deal. I like Norm. I moved in next door to Norm because I admire the quality of the faithful jazz fan that he has been through ups and downs, you know, over the years. Norm has, has been a jazz fan, you know, when uh, Ruby with Rudy Gobert is a big man and Greg Ostertag is a big man, right? Norm, through thick and thin, through the good and the bad, Norm has been there as a fan. And that's why I moved in next door to him, Your Honor, because I, I like that in a neighbor, the loyalty in a neighbor. So, Your Honor, I have, now again, this is Kobe, uh, I have the $5 million to pay for the house. And he puts up my fine. The judge can now set me go, let me go because justice has been served. The fine has been paid. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He paid the fine. He paid the penalty. Jesus took upon himself the wrath of the Father so that our sins could be forgiven. Because if we try to stand on our own ability, weighing the good against the bad, we're always going to fail. We are always going to fall short, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are, there's, there's no works. We, no man is saved by, by obedience to the law. So we are guilty criminals in need of somebody to come in and pay our fine. Just as if Kobe had come in and paid mine. That's what Jesus did for us. And now how does that change my attitude towards Kobe? You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to hate him anymore. You know, uh, probably going to, you know, step up and help rebuild his house. You know, not concern myself with burning it down anymore. And, and once in a while, I might even, when they're not playing the jazz, I might root for the Lakers. Because of that, what it is, that kind act. And that's what Jesus does for us. He comes in and he pays that kindness. The, that's why the Bible says it's his kindness that leads to repentance. It's like the, the kindest act that anyone has ever done for us is Jesus going to the cross and paying the penalty for our sin. And that kind act should change our attitude. And that's what causes us to do good works. That's why we're saved for good works. We're saved to do good works. We're not saved by them. We're saved to do them. And it's because of the kind act that causes us to desire to do those things. So now for 20-some years, I've been using this guy as an example. And now today, he goes down. And I wish... that I could have once... I mean... Who am I, right? But once had the opportunity to say, hey, Kobe, let me, let me give you an example of, of what the gospel is like. Now, again, the, the whole snapping thing that I stole from Eric Cahill, I'm pretty sure Mark has had opportunity to share the gospel with Kobe. So Mark played basketball, was roommates, played basketball at Auburn with, with Charles Barkley. They were roommates during college and... and play ball together and so that gave open the door for mark to to share the gospel with guys like kobe and michael jordan and and you name it and and mark has gotten into those places so i hope 
you know, I never got to. I don't know if anyone else ever got to, but I hope that Mark or somebody was able to share the gospel with Kobe. I don't know if he was saved or not. I don't know where his little his little girl stood with the Lord. But this is why we have got to be actively sharing the gospel as often and as with as many people as we can. Because we don't know. We don't know. And again, I had the conversation today with somebody about, you know, Calvinism and and we believe that God has preordained, you know, he foreknew those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the the image of Christ and and uh, you know, and those who that he foreknew were justified and they're sanctified and ultimately they're glorified. And God has determined, we know that God has elected those, there are those he's going to save, there are those he is not. And why is, as a Calvinist would we share the gospel? Because we do not know. It's why we still continue to pray for people to be saved. It's why we continue to share the gospel with everybody. Because not only has God ordained who will and won't be saved, but God has ordained the means in which those people are given the opportunity to respond. And that's evangelism. And so that's why we have got to be out there day in and day out. If you run into, you know, people are like, well, I don't want to be a nuisance when you see someone famous or whatever. Go. Take that opportunity to share the gospel if you can. Give them a gospel tract. Give them what, you know, I mean, I know guys that have gone out, Ray Comfort and and so on, have gone to the probably people out at the Oscars tonight uh, sharing, giving out tracts and so on as as people were coming in and again we don't just want to evangelize famous people we want to we want to share the gospel with everybody it's why we go down to the lds temple on thursday nights it's why we go out into the streets of ogden it's why we we take opportunity at any given time we take the opportunity to share the gospel with people and as i say that i understand that i even myself i i procrastinate with a lot of people and we cannot do that because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring we don't know what today is going to bring this morning he Kobe got onto a helicopter happy and excited with his daughter to go play basketball and a short time later they stood in front of their maker and in that standing in front of God, either they are going to have to, they're, they're going to they're gonna try to stand on their own and say, you know, I did this. Which means they will be separated with the goats and cast into the lake of fire. Or they can stand and Jesus will say, Father, I paid for that. And once again, I'm, I'm going to quote one of my favorite pastors and one of the biggest Kobe Bryant Laker fans I know, Darren Caldwell, who said that for the believer, for the not unbeliever, justice demands that God send them to hell. But for the believer, justice demands that God look at the cross and what Jesus did for us. I wish I could confidently say one way or the other for Kobe. But I can't. But what I can do is I can urge you, as always, 
Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm.